Let's open the Word of God to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. You that were sitting in here, I hope you heard the men singing the doxology, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. How true, how wonderful. Thank you, Joshua, for exhorting the men to give praise for all the blessings that we have bestowed upon us so abundantly. Today we're going to be studying the ministry of the prophets, especially in the first service, before we come to the second service and continue in introducing the prophet of Isaiah. The prophets were very special men. They were divine messengers. They had words from heaven that are totally different than all other words, all other information that can be ever heard or read on earth. And those people were very blessed to have those prophets. But we have something better. And when I hope that you saw that the timeline of Old Testament prophets, I extended a little bit to reach into the New Testament because the prophets we have are better. And we have all their works in writing so that we have a sure foundation for our faith. You know this verse very well. Peter here, one of the pillars of the great church of Jerusalem, a a great apostle himself, described in verses 16 through 18 that the Lord Jesus Christ took him and James and John up on a mountain and was transfigured in front of them, and they beheld his majesty. And God spoke from heaven, because Peter said something he shouldn't have said about wanting to build three tabernacles. So God corrected him and said, hear my son. And it was a tremendous experience, greater than all the charismatic imaginations put together for Peter to be on the Mount of Transfiguration with earthly witnesses to confirm that he was there and he saw what he saw and heard what he heard, James and John, two other apostles, and he had heavenly witnesses there of Moses and Elijah, the Lord Jesus Christ. It was just a tremendous event. But, though he heard God's voice from heaven, and you know this verse well, and you know how we like to read it in its context, verse 19 tells us that what we have in the Bible is more sure. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Peter had the Mount of Transfiguration, and the word of prophecy, Paul's epistles. We don't have the Mount of Transfiguration, except we do get to read about it by more than one account because it's recorded for us in the word of God. And we thank the Lord for that, but we have a more sure word of prophecy, and that is not a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge from some charismatic leader. It's the scriptures because the context tells us so. Verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. So the more sure word of prophecy is the scriptures. And prophecy simply means God's revelation. It doesn't mean, in an exclusive way, future events. It means God's revelation. Now, it could be future events. It could be the explanation of past events. And it could be duties for the present. But it's the more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. 
Israel did not take heed to the Old Testament prophets, and they suffered terribly for it. Judah did not take heed to the Old Testament prophets, and they suffered terribly for it. Shalmaneser of the Assyrian Empire took the ten tribes of Israel captive and scattered them to the four winds. Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonian or Chaldean Empire took the two tribes of Judah captive and held them in Babylon for 70 years. They were punished severely. Jerusalem was razed, R-A-Z-E-D, to the ground. The temple destroyed because they didn't, do, they didn't take heed to those prophets. We have a more sure word of prophecy, so that makes it better that should get us to give it good heed. Right. And we have their examples. And the Bible tells us in several places that those examples of their punishment should move us to pay attention to our more sure word of prophecy. So it says, Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. Do you want to be smart in life? Do you want to do well in life? Do you want to be wise? Then we want to take heed to everything this more sure word of prophecy tells us. Amen. You men know that I have said to most all of you regarding your parents that it says in the Bible some very precious words, that it may be well with thee. That the, the Lord said he added a promised reward to honoring parents, that it may be well with thee. And so most of you men have heard that from me because I like to just walk up to you with a general context of your parents and say, that it may be well with thee. Well, here's the same kind of a statement. Whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed. This isn't honoring parents, this is honoring God's word. And you do well to give it its honor. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place, we have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, past, present, and future, that is nowhere else known in the earth. Right. Whereunto, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to give the word of God all the attention that we can and do better than the church before us, the church of the Old Testament, and how they turned away from the prophets that spoke to them. Right. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this text of Scripture. It was 1983, 36 years ago, when this verse came to me with power and understanding and affected me greatly in, in these six verses here from verses 16 through 21, and I pray that it will affect everyone here, and especially our young men, to be men like Elihu and love the Word of God and the inspiration that God's given each of you through his written scriptures. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, the Holy One of Israel, as Isaiah called thee, the Lord Jehovah, Jah Jehovah, we praise and bless thy great and glorious name. There is no God beside thee, there is no God to be compared to thee, and no God, even with imagined gods, have a name like thine. We thank thee for revealing to us thy great and glorious name, I am that I am. Amen. Holy Father, we thank thee and praise thee 
that in spite of the wickedness of man, you sent your prophets to your church, rising up early, sending them many times to warn them that you would chasten and punish them if they continued in their wicked ways. Oh Lord, we see their folly in turning away from thee and rejecting those prophets and their message. And we see you fulfilled your word faithfully and justly in punishing them. Heavenly Father, we ask this day that you will help us to do well by taking heed to the written record of complete prophecy that you've given us. We have a complete system of truth. There is nothing more that we need. We do not need to add to or take away from the divine library you've given us in 66 books. We do not need to turn to the left hand nor to the right. Any modification of your glorious scriptures is to corrupt them and destroy them. We thank thee for the word of God. We thank thee for the scriptures that were given by one author, though penned down by 40 secretaries. We thank thee that there is no private interpretation, but they all speak the same message. And so we interpret the individual components by the overall message. We thank thee for showing us these things. Heavenly Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to come down and bless the preaching today, the singing, the praying, and all that we do, and to bless the hearts of every hearer that we will be convicted and convinced, converted and committed to follow your word perfectly as you show it to us. We thank thee for those men that you raised up in the past. We thank thee for inspiring them to write down what you wanted us to have of their ministries. We thank thee for preserving it. We thank thee that kings in our own history, like King James, the sixth of Scotland and first of England, ordered a Bible to replace the contradictory Bibles in his kingdom. And we have a Bible today from that royal order by your decree. We pray, Heavenly Father, that today we might exalt your word because it tells us about your Son. And Heavenly Father, if in the busyness of the moments to come, I fail to emphasize that all timelines and all chronologies and all genealogies have but one real purpose, and that's to direct us to thy Son on this earth, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us remember that the first year of Nebuchadnezzar the Chaldean on the throne of the Babylonian Empire began 70 years of captivity and then, O Lord, 77s that would bring us to the Lord Jesus Christ, to Messiah the Prince. And we thank Thee for Messiah the Prince. And Heavenly Father, we pray that we will see Him in every dated event that we look at today, every prophet, whether it be Isaiah or Malachi, they spoke repeatedly of the coming of thy son, born of a virgin, whose name would be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
we thank thee for our Savior and the redemption we have through him and by him. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. O Lord, and grant us a great measure of your Holy Spirit in our hearts to shed abroad your love for us, to open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of thy law, to increase our passion and fervor and fervency for thee and thy word and thy worship. And bless us this way today. We thank thee for the blood of the Lamb that was shed once for all, received and accepted by thee, so we are accepted in the Beloved as thy sons and daughters today. Our names have been sealed in the book of life by the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is his book, and we look forward to that day in thy presence when it shall be opened and we shall be declared to the universe to be his brothers and your sons. Now be with us, we pray in Jesus' glorious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.